Kelly Reichardt is one of the best filmmakers ever. Period. That's it. That's the video. Thanks for watching. JK, you know, the thing is, her batting average is so high. We're talking Babe Ruth shit here. And that ranking her seven films, it just feels wrong because it is so damn hard and it feels beyond unnecessary. If not downright disrespectful in a sense, you know, like I don't even know I have too much confidence in the order I'm about to rank these. And you know, if there's ever any evidence that ranking things in general is pretty dumb, I think you're looking at it, people. So who is Kelly Reichardt? Let's start at the beginning. Kelly Reichardt. She was born in 1964 and raised in Miami, Florida. And 30 years later, she made her feature debut film, a beautiful and bleak letter to South Florida, as much as anything else, River of Grass. If you ever mistakenly got on the Palmetto Expressway and headed west, you'd run right into the Florida Everglades, an area that Indians like to call the River of Grass. Someday, I wonder if there was any other person on this planet as lonely as me. As it turned out, there was, and he was living just a county away. She then went on to make over a dozen more films in the subsequent three decades. Oh, wait. Oh, oh, oh shit. Bad info. No. I had 10 years from the mid-1990s when I couldn't get a movie made. It had a lot to do with being a woman. That's definitely a factor in raising money. During that time, it was impossible to get anything going, so I just said, Fuck you. And did Super 8 shorts instead. Well, that sucks. Those Super 8 shorts are all incredibly hard to find in anything resembling decent quality. The first one, the 48-minute Ode, based on a novel and feature film from the 70s called Ode to Billy Joe, starring the one and only John Worcester. That's on YouTube, uh, minus the first 15 minutes or so, and it looks and sounds like this. Yeah, you'll notice uh, Philly Boy Roy's uh, accent coming through here. Well, the whereabouts of Billy Joe McAllister is hardly newsworthy. Now, come on, Bobby Lee, help me get this thing She followed that up with two more experimental works in the early 2000s, then a year. The magic started, but it still seemed only safe to send our feelings through music and movie themes. Travis, 2004. Oh my God. Oh my God. You have to swear to me. Swear to me that nothing will happen. I have to truly believe that. Needless to say, it's a shame that it took 12 years between Kelly Reichardt's first and second movies, but it's a voyage, life's a voyage, I guess. In each one of her films, we see characters searching for something, a life, a purpose, a friendship, love, respect, Sandstone? Water. 
also water. And a dog. Ranking things is dumb. But here is the filmography ranking of Kelly Reichardt from worst to first. It's episode 299 of Jeff's The Movie Review Show, hosted by me, Jeff. Just look at these 17 seconds of a kid riding their bike down a hill. The choice of colors is perfection, from the light blue of the bus in the background matching the bike to the complementary colors of the rider's wardrobe, the foliage and backhoe, it all comes together. It's one of Reichert's best talents, and we see color deployed delightfully, yet subtle and almost muted across all of her films. Night Moves tells the story of misguided young environmental activists turned eco-terrorists, Jesse Eisenberg, Dakota Fanning, and Peter Sarsgaard. 2048, the oceans are going to be empty. How deep is this anyway? 200 feet. God knows that dam wants to come down. We all should know what we're dealing with oh, here. you please shut up? It's crazy to think that Kelly Reichert's worst movie still grades a solid 9 out of 10 by my book. It would be the career high point for many directors. If this was her attempt to hit a more mainstream target... <laughs> a dam is blown up in this one, so you know, mass explosions slash violence equals mainstream appeal, the classic American equation. Then her subsequent two movies, an anthology where one of the stories centers around a woman buying rocks, and a film about a cow, seem like pretty clear signals that she does not give a fuck and we're all the better for it. And like I says, there's nothing wrong with the night moves. It's an entirely excellent movie and I like it a lot. As far as themes go, other than the opinion that golf is the ruination of America, which I wholeheartedly agree with and support, this furthers a lot of themes from her previous movies, which we'll get to. One thing that Reichert has done over the course of her career is definitely explore the pain, the purpose, and the source of isolation and loneliness inherent in our modern culture. And never before has she captured this essence in a character as lost and as lonely as Jesse Eisenberg's Josh is in this. If, in most of her previous work, we could distill the essence down to character X is frustrated and ultimately fails in accomplishing task Y, then here they succeed, and they do so rather quickly. They do blow up the damn dam, but when you win, 
you actually sometimes lose. And what a terrifyingly bleak thought that is. character's actual actions go, the film doesn't need to scream to let you know where it stands on the broader issues, the socio-political issues, if you will, nor does it ever need to whisper, hey, maybe eco-terrorism is good? It doesn't do anything. And why, do you want a nuke plant? Because that's your only other option when you get down to it. No, 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 I'm just saying I want everyone to use less. I mean, is that so much to ask? I mean, it's, it's something, you know? Yeah, it's a statement. Right, I'm not interested in statements, I'm interested in results. Seriously, you don't call that results. No, I call that theater. And it's not that the middle ground is gray either. What we've done to the earth is bad, and blowing shit up is also bad. What the film does is address the latter. Does it matter what we do? Does the fact that we'll never see broad progress with our small acts negate those acts? Does it discredit their meaning or intent? If I were to posit a complaint with the movie, it's that the final act blurs that very question. Perhaps making Eisenberg a killer is a stand-in for some bigger statement, but it felt a little forced. Though, like in many of Reichert's films, it seemingly leaves his fate open-ended. We know. We know what happens. Just like that caravan on the Oregon Trail, he's doomed. The only question remains, are we all? Thank you.